welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. And the good times continue from the magic city, the Cigar Snob Podcast. With my guys, Ivan Ocampo and Eric Calvino, I'm Jim Rodriguez. What's, What's happening? Up? What's up, Jim? Everything good? Everybody all right? Feeling good. All yeah. good, Jimmy Jam. I'll tell you what, it's a smoky treat. To be able to be on the program again, enjoying this great Nat Sherman cigar. We're going to get into that. Going to have our perfect pairing segment, a little mezcal before lunch. Oh, boy. We've got the mattresses just in case. That's what we call cultural appropriation. <laughs> we have a Mexican in the room who's now unhappy with you. No, she's not. <laughs> Well, I will say this. That was probably, what, less than 30 seconds before we, yeah. we, we started? Yeah, it's a good. Well done. <laughs> a record has been set. <laughs> We're going to have our Share or Smoke segment with the great, always dapper, Michael Herklotz from Ferio Tegel. And our X's and O's come from a listener. Yeah, I love this. Cigar Vitolas. Mm-hmm. We're going to break all that down. But first, our man Jasper, what you got? If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Back at it on the Cigar Snob Podcast. Indeed, indeed. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. We call it Tranquilo y Tropical. Yes. For, you know, getting that 305 Miami flavor going here. All right. So, Mr. Calvino, I am enjoying this timeless cigar. And oh, by the way, Caballeros que fuman. It is a timeless. (laughs) Segway. Segway. It is the Nat Sherman Timeless Prestige number two. The Prestige number two. It is uh, a six and a quarter by 52, uh, made in the Dominican Republic with a wrapper from Honduras and a binder from Dominican Republic, and the fillers are all Dominican. 
It uh, MSRP's for ten twenty five, and they are made at Quesada Cigars in Santiago, Dominican Republic. So, this is the this is one of the brands that owned by Nat Sherman. Nat Sherman then uh, closes its doors, and then Feriotego uh, is created by Mike Kirklotz and and Brendan Scott, ex employees of Nat Sherman, and they purchase the brands from Nat Sherman, and this is one of them. So the Nat Sherman Timeless Prestige is one of the brands that falls under the Feriotego um, portfolio, which we'll talk to Mike about uh, later on in the show. Very nice. All right. So, Mr. Ocampo, as we've started the cigars, tell me your initial thoughts of this bad boy. So um, right out of the gate, I don't get anything that's very... um, you know, offensive in any sort of way. It's very typical Dominican uh, tobacco flavor. So I get a lot of smooth, creamy wood uh, notes from it. Um, I just lit it. Um, like to see how it goes, but can you isolate what kind of wood or no? Or is it just a generic? It's probably wood? just like it's just cedar. Yeah, to me, I mean, it it does come across like with a ton of cedar. To me, it's not like a generic just woodiness. To me, it's very cedary. I think you were right on, uh, or I should say, I agree with you on the creaminess of it. Uh, smooth and creamy, very creamy smoke. But also, but it has a nice, like, um, kind of like a cinnamon sweetness to it in the background. Yeah. I dig that part of it. So, you know, this is, we smoked a lot of, we smoke a lot of Central American cigars here. A lot of Nicaraguan. Uh, and specifically, we've been drinking a lot of bourbon and a lot of smoking, <laughs> a lot of spicy cigars. Correct. So in the last, going, like, yeah. yeah, this is a nice So this is a little bit refresher. of a departure, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, this is kind of like an, it's easy. It's enjoyable. It's, it's not going to punch you in the face like, like a lot of uh, Central American cigars. So I like it. I'm, I'm, I welcome it. I've been smoking a lot. I, I came back from a trade show recently, so. I really, uh, I'm enjoying the the sort of relaxed nature of this blend in particular. This, so from what, you, Jim? I, what I'm hearing from you, this almost feels like it's a good, you know, you've got a little time. Maybe, maybe the kids are at school or everybody's out of the house. You got some time. You can just light up. It's very smooth, very creamy. Good little starter cigar. Maybe the first one of the day. Yeah, I think it would work for uh, would work. <laughs> it ah. would work for a uh, for like a breakfast cigar, no doubt. But I think. I think there is enough there because there's a little bit of that. It's not quite pepper, but there is a tiny bit of spice in the back, like a very welcome tiny bit of spice that balances it out. So yeah, I think you could smoke this almost any time of day if, if you're the kind of guy that doesn't like the the ass kicker. As in Cuba, we in Cuban parlance we say rompe pecho, <laughs> like the one that busts your chest open. Uh, this is this is smooth and creamy and and very enjoyable. So I like it so far. This is a good option if if you didn't want to smoke a Connecticut, but you wanted something that's easy, a good, but that's a little, a good call. Yeah. but you wanted something else. This is a good good option. That's a good call. What about the band? I mean, the band is is the cigar is called Timeless, and the band kind of it takes you back to the 1920s, just the the yeah. font style and everything like that. Correct, it's like an old watch face. Yeah, yeah, no, it's beautiful. We we uh, when they rebranded this, it was just like. Man, they hit it out of the park. So, and then this one specifically, the Prestige, used to be called. So, when they first came out with Timeless, they came out with a like a Timeless. I think it was Timeless Nicaragua and Timeless Dominican. I think, and this was the Timeless Dominican. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we tend to skew towards the stronger cigars, we always 
smoked the, the Nicaraguan one more than this one. But again, at this sort of juncture, I'm enjoying this one right now, right? Because it's not it, it's not that pepper and that. So it's a departure from what we've been smoking a lot of. I think this will be a show tease, but I have a lot of questions as to how Nat Sherman is doing right now after the, uh, you know. Or you mean how Fe- Feriotego is doing. Feriotego is doing. And, well, no, actually with the brand also because, you know, the, the retail shop. I don't know if you ever visited yes. when you you did. In New York. Cool is one of the cooler oh shops around. So that closed. Uh, but now, you know, with the distribution of the cigars now, I, I'm sure you'll have more on that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great chat with Mike. You know, Mike is, he's a guy who is not shy in front of a camera, in front of a mic. Uh, and so he he killed it and he's super excited about about everything that's going on with Ferio Teo. I don't know if if you guys know, but um, if you follow the the magazine and all that stuff, we talked about the the deal that Ferio Teo struck with Davidoff. So Davidoff will be distributing Ferio Teo Uh, in the coming months so that's extremely exciting right like that's sort of full circle when i first met mike again something like 14 years ago uh mike was working for davidoff he was running the davidoff store in madison uh or on madison ave in new york and uh and so to see him sort of come all the way full circle again and now his brand that's owned by him is being distributed by Davidoff as a friend of his, uh, you know, I, I'm extremely happy for him, you know, he's a good dude. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, he comes up uh, in a little while and, uh, and you'll hear more about, about all that stuff. Yeah. Coming up in our share smoke segment. All right. So we've got the band, we've got the, the start of this great timeless prestige cigar by Nat Sherman. Now it's time to get to our X's and O's segment. Now we've always asking for as much feedback as we can from everybody. And you can hit us up, questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Questions at cigarsnob.com. We've asked and you have answered. And today's X's and O question comes from one of our great loyal listeners, Simeon Copeland, a.k.a. The Schmooze on Twitter. And fellas, this is what he wrote. He said, I have, two, I have a two-part question. This guy should be, could be a political journalist. I have yeah. a two-part question, yeah, Senator. Yeah, coming right out of the gate. Away from the office, what bitolas do you guys prefer, and is there a specific bitola that blenders prefer when tasting new blends? So, Eric, let's start with you. First of all, let's, let's get bitola out there, the definition of bitola. True, true. Yeah, yeah. So, bitola is the, literally the, the shape of the cigar, so the format. So, is it, is it a Corona, Robusto, Toro, Torpedo, Churchill? That is the vitola. And so uh, what vitola? In other words, you could say that what shape do you guys prefer, right? Which a vitola would, would be the, the shape size combination, mm-hmm. right? So it would be a robusto is a 5 by 50 parejo, right? So, uh, so that's what he's asking is what, what vitola, for me personally, away from the office, I go with thinner ring gauges, me personally. Uh, I like... I like the thinner ring gauge because I get more of a, of the wrapper in the blend, whereas as the bigger the the ring gauge, the less proportion of filler, uh, the less proportion of wrapper to filler. Right? I I prefer a greater proportion of wrapper, so I, I want to taste more of the wrapper. It's the most expensive cigar, uh, the most expensive tobacco in the blend. It's typically the one that you're tasting the most because it's in your mouth. 
I want more of that one, right? The one that that's uh, that's playing the central part in the role. Um, now the flip side is some guys prefer the cooler smoke that comes out of a big ring gauge, right? So, uh, but me personally, if uh, schmooze, if you're asking me, I prefer thinner ring gauges, i.e., Coronas and Lanceros. I love Lanceros. I can I could I can smoke Lanceros every day. <laughs> I do. I think it's it's uh you have enough time to smoke it because a Corona it could kind of be too short of a smoke, right? And if you're like let's say you're hanging out by the pool, or whatever, you want something you can smoke a little longer. I do like a a, Lan- a Lancer. What about you, Ivan? I gravitate to the the thinner ring gauges also. Yeah. So depending on yeah exactly what we're doing. So if I go to a cigar lounge, I want to spend some time there. I'll probably. You know, I I like Churchill's, yeah. Uh, but at my house, I I gravitate more to the thinner ring gauges, shorter shorter time. So Robustos, uh, I li- I love Coronas, Longsdales, and all my friends always ask me for shorter stuff. Also, yeah. Uh, another nice um, sort of in between is like I've been just at a Lonsdale. It's not a very common size nowadays. It would be like a six and a half by like you know forty six to 48 um but that's that's a nice size because you're not quite at toro thickness toro being a six by 50 uh and you're not quite as small as a as a corona so i i love a a nice uh lonsdale it's a very classic old cuban size as well so what about you jim do you you do you like any particular vitola well for me like my favorite cigar is, the free ones. Is, oh yes, is the, are the free ones. <laughs> Why do you think he's here every week? <laughs> hey, we well, as soon as, when I when those doors are, are locked, then I know then I know. Oh well, I gotta go go to go to the shop. But no, <laughs> my favorite cigar is a Monte Cristo number two. So it's so that that torpedo shape is my favorite Vitola, and this this reminds me a lot in terms of the shape. It's uh, the, it's identical the shape. It's it's great, and and I, and that brings me to a side question for you guys. Since it is a torpedo, when you cut it. What is the and this is gonna okay get ready for the get ready for the jokes? Do I cut just the tip or do I go a little further down? I mean, what's what's that's a, that's a fair what's question. The proper what's the proper sort of uh, machinations of doing this? That's a good question. I'll, I'll give you my part and then I'm gonna you know Ivan has a preferred cut which I'm I, looking I see, straight I at see, him right I now. See the smirk. <laughs> so I'll I'll, I'll I'll give that to him when when it's his. But for in terms of how much to cut on the. Uh, on a on a torpedo, so that's a matter of personal preference. Like, do you like uh, a sort of firm draw that's kind of it's hard to get smoke out? You can cut just a tiny bit of it, and you'd be fine. Uh, most people will go just just below that where it starts to turn. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from where it starts to turn to way too little. All of that is fair game. Anytime you're cutting a cigar, the number one concern that you should have when you're cutting a cigar is that you don't cut too much. Because if you cut past where they put the glue, the wrapper will literally unravel on you. So, and let me explain the glue for a second if you haven't, if you're not, if you're kind of new to this. So, in, a, in the head of the cigar, they use a sugar-based glue. Right, so it's not like glue Elmer's glue on on tobacco, right? <laughs> so it's a it's a sugar based glue that they use, and that sort of holds the entire wrapper together. They'll they'll put a little bit in between some of the seams, 
uh, as they're rolling the cigar. But at the end, when they're finished on the head, they use that sugar-based glue to hold it all together. If you cut past that glue, now there's nothing holding that wrapper. There's no, there's nothing holding it to the binder, right? Mm. Literally, that glue is the only thing holding it there. So, so you don't want to cut past it. So, if you if you're not sure how much you want to cut off a torpedo, definitely start closer to the tip and go clip it. Then take a draw that doesn't feel like enough smoke. Clip it again. Take a little more. Okay, and until you feel comfortable, I would say that. Now there are people that are experienced smokers that use more experienced cuts. Like Mr. Ivan Ocampo. What is what is your cut, Ivan? Here we go. Let's see. This is hilarious. So I've always cut uh, figurados the same way. And I don't think there was a particular reason why I started doing it. It's just been habit. So I always cut them like this. You see there's, there, a, there's an angle. It's an angle. It's right? an angled cut. It's an angled cut. So I've always done this and... These as long guys. as I've known them, and I've known them since middle school. Now, wh- why is that? I mean, it, I don't do you, know. I don't know. I don't know. To, but just trying to be cool. But yeah, I'm it, do it, it does have its advantages. So if we were smoking a lot in here, I angle it so that the smoke is since it's at a, it's at an angle. The smoke can either go up if if the longer end is on the bottom, so the smoke goes upward, so it hits me in the roof of the mouth. Or if I want more of the flavor, I angle it down, and the smoke goes directly on my tongue. These are two these are two reasons for doing it. I did not start off doing it this way. So I've always done it and these guys have always made fun of me and it, apparently it does have a name and the cut is called the Dickman cut. <laughs> it really is. So, was he a surgeon of some sort? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who came up. I don't know who this Dickman guy is. <laughs> Or, or when he started uh, cutting his cigar that way. But now all these guys, every time every time I cut my cigar, they're like, oh, here goes Dickman. So but this is the Dickman He says cup. now as if this was new, but we've I've, been calling him Dickman now for like 15 years. <laughs> so I've always I, I'm going to call it the Chicago cut. The Chicago. There all right. That's, that's the best way to do that. Hey, thanks so much to the Schmooze for helping us out. And if you've got a question that you want answered or a topic for the X's and O segment, hit us up. Questions at CigarSnobMag.com. Questions at CigarSnobMag.com. If we read, answer your question, use your topic, what happens? Well, they're going to get the same thing that the schmooze is going to get, a Cigar Snob swag pack. Woo! And now... Perfect pairing. Bring out the booze. It's the boozy segment. All right, boys. Here we go. We're going to have... Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, arriba, arriba, arriba. full disclosure, full disclosure, we said, we're going to do a show today. Yeah, well, I, I went, I got the cigar, and I did not prepare the booze situation. So, we literally had Yami look through our bar here at Cigar Snob. Extensive. So what bar. do we have? Extensive bar. Yeah, but, you know, it, there's turnover in that bar. And so, I said, what do we have three of that we can, that we can do the perfect pairings and do it blind? She says, well, you have three mezcals. Well, so mezcal it is, boys. <laughs> We're drinking mezcal before lunch. All right. This is the internationally known segment, the perfect pairing of the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. And by the way, mezcal means oven-cooked agave. Ah, bueno. Mira, pai. Right? <laughs> Look at the big brain on Jim. <laughs> wow. Well, it, it is. Well, that's my contribution. Get out of here, well, it is. I mean, have you ever seen how they make it? I mean, to use the term oven is a little bit loose because it's like an earthen pit that they throw all these agaves into. 
and they cook it in there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's accurate. The name. I went to a wedding in Fresno, California once. And, oh boy, here we go. And the the wedding was in the backyard, and la, la abuela, God bless her, she made mole literally in a hole in the backyard. Best thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Best thing. Maybe she was making mezcal on, <laughs> on the other side. I don't know. <laughs> the side of the backyard. That, that might explain why things got a little blurry the rest yeah, of the yeah. night. All right. So we've got three mezcals here. We do. A, Indeed. B, and C. Now, they're all the same color. Crystal clear, they're yeah. They're all the same color. Crystal clear. So let's let's do the nose test. Ivan, what do you got to the nose with A? Don't mm. say smoky, okay? Don't say smoky <laughs> because you know just about go. every mezcal is smoky. Okay, so don't say smoky. No, smoky agave. I get smoky agave. <laughs> smoky. I had to bother you with it. Nah, but there's like a little. Oh, God. You, you were going to. Please. Please. Oh, no, please. No, you first. No, go. Go. After <laughs> you. No, you. No, you. After you. <laughs> no, in addition to the smokiness, though, there is a little bit of like a tropical fruit, like a star fruit or, or like a maybe, maybe like almost like a pineapple type of fruitiness to it in the background. I, I dig the, the nose on this. But again, I do love mezcal. Right. You'll find that every single booze segment that we do, I will start with, you know, but I do love (laughs) (laughs) whatever insert spirit name here. Well, because, you know, the man knows. No, the man drinks a lot. The man knows. All right. So here we go. Down the hatch. Uh, What do you you got, Ivan? I enjoy enjoy that a lot. That's wonderful. But I don't know what else I can say other than smoky. Um, Maybe a hint of anise. Sure, a little bit of that, yeah, but no, it's it's wonderful. It coats the throat going yeah. down. I'll tell you that. Not yeah, not a lot of heat. No, there's just a, a little just tiny a, bit, a of it. bit of it. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyable. I, now, I have been, I've strayed from my mezcal love affair for a bit because we've been hitting a lot of uh, bourbons and rye and and whiskeys lately. Duty calls. Yeah. But man, it's a welcome, like like an old friend. Oh, come in, buddy. Come <laughs> in for a hug. Man, this is nice. All right. So before we before we completely devour A, let's see how it play, pairs with the cigar. So let's do what Sorry, there is also a little bit of almost like getting to caramel in there. Hmm. Uh really nice. All right. So we'll do the puff and then the drink. So far. I think it's a good the, blend, no? Yeah, the the mezcal does not overpower the cigar at all, so you get the full but flavor it does change of the cigar. It, it does change it nicely. How? Well, how does it change it? It does. It kind of like... It amplifies some of it, in my Correct, case. yeah. Like, it, it brings out some earthiness that you couldn't taste before. And it, again, this is all to me. And uh, and it it sort of cancels out, like, the cedar. I almost, when you go with the mezcal and the smoke... You don't get as much cedar anymore. It's almost like whoop, like that that mm. flavor note was deleted from the equation when you do it together. But on the other on the other hand, it like Ivan said, amplifies like the earthiness and and other more generic wood notes. Man, very interesting. I like when that happens. Good start so far. So that was A. Let's move on to B. Okay. See how this does. Let's see what the how it plays to the nose. I get more alcohol here. <laughs> hey, final note on the on the uh, on A. Mm-hmm. While it does not overpower the cigar, the cigar does sort of overpower it. 
It does in, in a little bit. Like if you go the other way, take the puff, then right. then the drink, you'll find that you lose the fruit on it. Ooh, I do get more alcohol on on B. On B. Yeah, yeah, right on the nose. It uh, it, it does it does jump out, doesn't it? Yeah. A seems a lot more refined to me than B. This is a little bit more in your face. So to paint the picture, A is almost like you're sitting on a beach or sitting by the pool sipping on this because it has that tropicalness, that citrusy part of it. B seems there might be a guy with a sombrero, uh, (laughs) yeah, but shooting something into your mouth, (laughs) standing on top of the bar. With a whistle? Maybe. With a whistle? <laughs> and I'd like seven of those be- beads, please? Maybe. I wasn't Maybe. there. I wasn't there. I w- you know what? It, you, are, you are on the beach with A. There is some tropical fruit, but you've got like a very sophisticated, are you wearing like, super hot model next to you. Oh, are okay. you wearing clothes with A? Not after beach. long. <laughs> the model uh, only has one name. She has no last name. Yeah, yeah. She's That's that it. sophisticated. We'll call her Jade. Yeah. That's it. All right. And B, where are we in B? B, I feel more like it's being uh, the the guy with the sure. with the whistle. I think is pouring yeah. B down your in, gullet in, in, ro- in rollerblades. Yeah, in rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> B is B is less refined for sure than than A. It's more hardcore. Here you go. You wanted some alcohol? Get it. Yeah. All right. So how does it play, Mister Ocampo, with the with the smoke? How's Nat Sherman playing with B? Still nice on on the flavor though. It's 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 better on the on the palate than it is in the nose. B. Uh, I I prefer the the A pairing. I know that you didn't ask me that, but um. No, I I was thinking it. So you definitely vibed yeah. it from me right there. Uh, yeah, I. From a pairing standpoint, I'm not appreciating the cigar as much. Gotcha, gotcha. I agree. I agree. I think B. Uh, not only is it, I think, you know, again, for my taste, B is not as nice as A. It also doesn't play as nice with the cigar. All right. It's almost like the, uh, the alcohol just kind of cuts it too much. Cuts into it. Shall we move to C, boys? Vamos. <laughs> Vamanos, muchachos. You know, when, when you're a man of the world like Ivan Ocampo, you can just... You know, do this. All Ooh. right. So, uh-oh. The this nose is, plays. This is very interesting. Yeah, tell, me, a tell, beast. Me, tell me what I the... Ooh, it. the eyebrows went up ooh. all the way. What, what are you smelling? What yes. are you smelling? Complexity all the way. Yeah, I haven't... This is like a pair of socks you haven't taken off in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. In, but in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Well, for... for, for Fellas, you know what I mean by that good way, right? They sort of you take them off and they still the mold of your foot and everything like that. Perfect. All right, so how how is your nose to this? Again, much more uh, of the fruitiness, maybe even like mango in there. Oh, for sure. Uh, on the nose, this is absolute rock star mezcal. Ah, I, I get peat. Yeah, like it's a little bit of peat in that, it. That smokiness kind of crosses over into a slightly peat-like yeah. uh, aroma. Man, really nice. I love this one. Absolutely I, I, love I it. And it has it. heat. It it definitely has heat, but it's well sort of integrated. I think I, I think ahead. I like A. You like A even better? I think so. But but, but this is but this is great. This is great. Like if, remember we were talking when we were doing the rums, we were doing the rums. How. Um, one of them was just 
doing their own thing, which was the uh, the four square when we did it. Yep. This is kind of the same thing. Like this last one is like it's almost like in a different category of a mezcal. Very unique, very interesting. Yet I think I would buy A, even though I enjoy C. And what about the cigar? How's it doing with C? Ivan? It's a nice pairing. Yeah. Very nice. This one, I'm not at the beach. This one, I'm uh, at a nice uh, restaurant, and they offered me, you know, some some after dinner, like, drink. And they're like, hey, take this, try this, and then, yeah, enjoy it. I agree. What about you, Jim? You haven't uh, given many opinions here. What What is your take on C? C, what is from I'm, I'm a, I always appreciate the after. In other the words, finish. the finish and the finish for me, the, I feel this one. Or I taste this one a lot more. I mean, you're, see. you're right about, yes, yeah, you're right about the mango. You're right about that citrusy. And, and I'm a big mango fan. So the minute you said mango, it, it, I, cause I was thinking, oh, I, I you don't be, say, see the, when the mango truck would, would, would drive by the neighborhood out. I, I was now, do you eat the mangoes cold or, or room temperature? Room temperature, you pull them right off the tree and eat them. Right? Yeah. Communist in there. No, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you, are you like, talking about? Wait, how do wait? How do you eat the mangoes? Cold, room temperature. Yeah. No, but I know people that put them in the fridge. Oh no, that's nonsense. Or you take it out, you get it, you get it raw like that. You know, room temperature. Put a little well, scoop, the, the put thing a little about scoop of ice cream on it. No, the thing about uh, the thing about refrigerating it is that what you're doing by refrigerating it is your, which is fair too, is you're slowing down the the ripening. Mm-hmm. And so if you want it to like stay where it's at, you refrigerate it. And if you, you want pour it some to of this get, mezcal on it, yeah, then, then you'll be in good shape. You, know, you guys know we're, we're drinking mezcal and smoking cigars, right? <laughs> You're one hell of a pretzel bender. Yeah, well, but <laughs> the, the mezcal mango. has a bit of mango. This is not a Palacio de nope. la conversation. <laughs> Talk of mango. That's for another day. All right, so, why? so, why? so why where are today? we? So C is the, is the, is the winner? I like, I like A. But I, I, I do recognize that C is very good. Now comes I really do like them both as well. But the uniqueness of C to me. Let me get one last puff with it. Always, always. Ooh. For the pairing, although I like them both, for the pairing, C to me works better. It almost like leaves a little bit of that cedar in there. Whereas A wiped it out for me. So if I was going to pair it with the cigar, I would go C. C, A, and B. And for the reveal. What, and you, Ivan, you were A, C, B. Yeah. And you, Jimbo? I have to go C. Well, the C's making me sweat. C's got me. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. You can tell it's. The heat, the heat on this is great. The citrus is great. And it goes really well with the Nat Sherman. Again, you were right. The, the A, you sort of forgot about the cigar. You're smoking, bit, you're smoking it, bit. but you kind of, but the C really, really blends and really plays well. Yeah, with it's it. more almost like a, a pairing of equals, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all right. It's time for Yami and the big reveal. All right. Oh, I like it. Uh, all right. So we got the bottles. And. Is there a, anything? You want me to say A? You want to say one? What do you want me to say? A. A. So A is Casamigos. And Espadín, right? You guys get that right? You guys have, I have no uh, action from you guys. No. Well, you have my mic. 
Oh, sorry. Okay, so B, Montelobos, Espadín as well. Yay! And C, Del Maguey, Single Village, and it's from Tobala. Tobala. It's accent on the A. Maguey, not Maguey. Oh, yeah. I will say this. The the bottle, the, the, the sort of production... Casamigos of A is super for cool. sure. It's got like that smoky for sure. gray. For sure. It's a beautiful bottle, no doubt. Beautiful bottle. Looks like there's a lot going on in Casamigos. Yeah. So all three of these are are hoving mezcals, so they're not aged or anything. And so so A Casamigos mezcal is 100% espadín, agave espadín. That's the varietal of of uh, agave. B Montelobos also hoving, also 100% espadín. And then Del Maguey is their single village mezcal, and it's the Tobala. So that's why it's so different. It's a completely different varietal of uh, agave. Are you ready for this big reveal? Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. No, keep your pants on there, Chief. <laughs> I was about to say, don't unfurl the sail. Yeah. A little bit of mezcal, ya tu sabes. Yeah. The mezcal that I currently have stocked at home and I usually buy is the one I said that I would, that I would buy the least here. I know that because you've been a fan of Montelobo since I it came it. out. I love it. And yet it's like uh, it's kind of okay. Like yeah. you have to go you have to go higher level on Montelobos to get to a good one. I also do like a, a more party. Yeah, atmosphere. you're right, you're right. You are you are the guy in the rollerblades in, in the in roller speedo. <laughs> yep. I'll take him. seven of those sombreros, senor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well listen. Good stuff as always. And now, Ivan, what about Villiger cigars? You know what goes great with Mezcal? <laughs> Dímelo. Villiger cigars. A brand synonymous with European style and sophistication invites you to try the Cuellar Black Forest. Made at the famous Tabala Calera Palma in the Dominican Republic, the Cuellar Black Forest is crafted using only but the finest tobaccos, resulting in a smooth and complex smoke you're sure to enjoy. And why is the Cuellar Black Forest such a spectacular smoke? It's because it's made with the highly sought-after Mexican San Andres tobacco. Aged to perfection, the Mexican San Andres produces a robust amount of flavor while giving the cigar its gorgeous dark walnut color, appearance, and oily textured finish. Named after the majestic forest where Chairman Heinrich Villiger grew up near, the cigar is a tribute to the passion which is embedded in the long history of cigar making at Villiger Cigars, the Cuellar Black Forest. Go out and try one. Oh, I like how you kept it together there. Right. We've been drinking mezcal. You didn't slur. Mm. You didn't say San Andreas, which I, that drives me crazy when people say San Andreas. Oh. Instead of San that's Andres. A, that's a fault. Instead of Get San it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's a fault. That's their fault. That's their fault. Ah. Uh, but yeah, you kept it together there, Chief. Well done. Is, is there any more uh, mezcal? I can yeah, try. there's a little bit of Casamigos left. And uh, and. Well, you, you're the Montelobos fan, though, so you can have that here. All right. You know, he's, he's, just, he's just trying to make sure. Trying well, yeah, pour, sure. pour yourself a drink because we've got a... The backstory coming yes. up. And I'll tell you what, there are few places in the world as majestic, as beautiful as, as the Big Black Sur. Forest. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> Black Forest and Big Sur. <laughs> And you guys, for the May-June issue yep. of Cigar Style Magazine, were lucky enough to go to Big Sur for the photo shoot. Tell me about Big Sur. Tell me about that story. Have you been, Jim? 
I know you're I've, a, you're a West Coast cat. I've driven by there, and it's one of those things that no matter I don't care if you're if you're outdoorsy, if you're a kind of crunchy groove granola, Big Sur just takes your breath away. It does. It's amazing. It just absolutely everything about it. So tell me about this backstory. Tell me about what happened at Big Sur. So that drive you took, yeah. it's my understanding they film most car commercials yeah. on that road. And you can't blame them for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, beautiful, it's this, man. It's this winding road on the side of a cliff going through this beautiful forest. For like 85 miles of it. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, so we decided to go out there and shoot the uh, May-June issue of Cigar Snob uh, fashion shoot with Oliva Cigars. So it's a pretty once in a magazine lifetime opportunity yeah. uh, to go out there and do our, our fashion uh, shoot. Uh, we took the whole team out there, uh, took great cigars, and then we had this beautiful, beautiful model, uh, Bianca Richards, uh, who was very, very cool. Thank God. Very cool and incredibly resistant to cold water because that water is freezing. Yeah. And we had her in the water many times. It's not like when you're out here in Miami oh where, God, where the no, water is like bath water. No, it's like out there, it's freezer water. I, I mean, we've got pictures of Ivan trying to hold us. They scrim- made me, they made me, okay, so this is a day later. Like we've been shooting for two days and she's been in the water for two days straight. God bless her. By the way, it's, uh, it said 65 degrees on on the weather Screw app. Screw that. If you look at all the pictures, we're it looks like we're in the middle of like <laughs> the Arctic. Yeah. Like we're all got like we're ski jackets up. on and whatever. So two days into it, she's been splashing around in the water, which we made her do, in a bikini, no clothes on, what have you. And then they go day two at the end of the day. Ivan, get in the water. We need the we need you to help out and hold a scrim. <laughs> so I get in there, I take off my shoes, I roll up my pants, and when I got in there That's a diamond came out. Oh <laughs> my God. I couldn't I couldn't stay in there for more than like two seconds. I had to run out. It was so ice cold. And she was like, listen, just think. She tells me, listen, this is good for you. Okay? <laughs> just just in your mind, tell yourself that this is all good for you. And I was like know if i care about myself (laughs) (laughs) i just want my feet to be warm but uh but it was a great success the pictures are amazing as you'll see in the issue and uh but what's your biggest recollection well i mean it's it's hard right the 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 coastline as you said jim is breathtakingly beautiful right and and you you feel like an idiot you're walking around and you want to take a picture of all of it Right. right but there's no way to capture it there's just no way. Uh, but there was a moment when when we had Bianca at Point Lobos. Yes. Uh, very first shot of the day. Yeah, when you say a moment, you mean it was the first moment. The first moment of the shoot. I mean, it. Um, we. So when you guys see that issue, that that May June issue, if you it, you know find it wherever you can buy it online at the website cigarsnob.com, all that stuff. Um, or you can go to your local cigar shop and check it out, or Barnes and Noble, whatever. Uh, the the shots look incredible. I mean, it really is one of my favorite shoots. It almost didn't happen. Why? What happened? So wait a minute, wait a minute, and and now we have a plot twist. It almost yeah. didn't happen because shot one. I'll let Ivan tell the story since he's he produces the shoots. But shot <laughs> one, we we tried to we tried to get a little aggressive. So you want to tell him? Sure. So and. Okay, so we always pull permits to go do these shoots, and we 
or I decided not to pull any permits for this. I mean, we always pull permits all the time. You know, it, it keeps us on the straight. It's it's we weren't doing anything illegal by not having the permits, but we didn't do it because it, we're just in Big Sur. It's just such a huge area. It's mm-hmm. humongous. We were going to be taking shots here and there, and we were going to be. We're not a big Hollywood production crew with like you know the trucks and the lighting and the electrical and where you have to. We don't have to stop traffic or anything like that. Or it's just ten of us and like we're like tucked away in our doing our own little thing. Smoking our own little cigars, which we did not light, by the way. We were being very uh, environmentally conscious. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, very good point. We did you not know. light the cigars because of of all you know. It's dry out there, and we're you know even though we were next to the ocean the majority of the time, there were times that we weren't, and we took it easy. We were like, no, don't light the cigar. Let's you know because they have a real problem with forest fires out here. Let's not let's not light the cigar. Right. So we would light it, you know, near the water, and mm-hmm. then walk it over. Correct. Cigar Snob Magazine, green. Right. Yeah. So we were being very cautious about everything. Again, because we didn't have permits. And uh, (laughs) everything else, but very safe, very, very cool, whatever. So first shot of the day, it's 9 a.m. We have hair and makeup done. We, you know, we're, we're, we're. We're trying to get the ball rolling, you know. We're we're just warming up. Let's take something nice and easy here. We call them layups. Let's let's just hit a layup here, mm-hmm. right before the game starts. You know, it gets everybody all pumped up for the rest of the day. Everybody's confident, cool. She gets sexy. Photographer feel, feeling good. Everything turns out great. Photographer goes to me as she is posing. She go. He goes. He he's a French guy. <laughs> is this uh, favorite is part it, of the whole thing? That's my favorite. He goes. Uh, Ivan, uh, I think she should be topless. Ooh. And I go, what? <laughs> like, we're trying to get the ball rolling here. All, and what, oh, we're, yeah, Just a layup, man. Yeah, just this layup. is just a layup. And he's like, topless? And I was like, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Twist my arm. So, so I went and I spoke with, uh, you know, Ian Blanken, who is the head of marketing for Oliva. And I go, listen, you know, all we do is classy, very luxurious, high-end stuff here. And usually... They, they're not around uh, the, the, our sponsors, but he was at this time, which and he was a great team member, by great. the way. Uh, and I explained to him the situation. Listen, we're going to have to get her topless here, but we're going to get a really cool shot. She's not going to end up naked or anything on the pages, but we need to get her topless. And then I went and I spoke with her. I go, listen, is that cool? And she was like, totally fine with it. Everybody was cool. So she gets off topless. with the shirt. Off with the shirt. <laughs> Poof. So then uh, at 9 a.m. 9 a.m., cold. This happens. We're like in the state park, Point Lobo State Park, in the most one of the most picturesque parts in the state park. And we thought we were going to be the only ones out there. And there's all these people that keep walking well, by. It's a, it's a Tuesday at 9 a.m. So it's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's not exactly. Like weekend. It's, yeah, it's and not yet. like Saturday morning. Right? It's Tuesday, and right? It's Everybody should be at work. And it's hiker. like people with their like camelbacks, drinking water, and like hiking boots and they're coming by and they're all making pretend they don't see anything right they're all like oh well, no. we don't see anything and there's this woman out there with her her guns out <laughs> sun's out guns out and uh hi hi hey how are you how's it going being super polite to everybody as they walk and then we get the shot thank god and then we're moving on to the next shot and I'm I'm standing away from the crew. I'm I'm actually perched up on a rock myself, and I see a guy from far away, and I see him like almost like looking like if he was like searching for like if he was on like uh, one of Christopher Columbus's boats, 
and he's like looking for land and he's got his hand and he's like looking and, he, and he's like running frantic and I'm like oh god this guy's looking for us somebody ratted us, ratted us out oh no and he's running towards us right and he, it didn't come across as good in the magazine but this guy is going directly towards this the model who is topless right he's going right at her like full steam ahead yeah like doesn't know like, going for the chest he's going <laughs> And I and I I see him, so I'm like a free safety, coming <laughs> coming like off the post, and I'm like running in there, and I intercept him, and I'm like, hey, is everything is everything okay, whatever? And he's like, you can't be here, you you can't be here, like all super nervous. He was yeah, he was frazzled. Was right. he a ranger? Was he? Yeah, he, he, was, was. A he, he was a park ranger. Did he have a hat? Uh no he no he did have not have a hat he had no, a as, ranger. as a matter of not fact he was in the he was a park ranger but in the ranger station yeah so mu- somebody that walked by must have gone directly over there and said hey somebody's like yeah. shooting a porn over there or, or something like that so uh, so oh, yeah, yeah he kicked us out he kicked us out nine oh four cigars now exactly. out the door exactly yep so yeah so we were like holy shit like what do we do now like is this gonna cause, by the way we also had we had scouted like four other locations in that park. That was like our layup central because they were the park is beautiful. By the way, if you ever go out there, yeah, Point Lobos Park is gorgeous. Just don't take your top off. Just don't <laughs> take your top off. That's all. That's all I ask. I'm I'm keeping my shirt on. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, so anyway, that was uh, that's the that's the backstory. I but we we salvaged it. Everything turned out great. More than salvaged. It. Yeah, more yeah. than salvaged. It looks it looks incredible. May June issue cigar snob. May magazine. June 2021. Yep. Yep. Check it out. Love it. All right. So that was a timeless story. Let's Ooh, check I like what you did there. with the Nat Sherman timeless. Where are we now, boys? How are you, uh, Mr. You know what? Uh, much like what happened with uh, with that C. Mescal with Del Maguey, uh that earthiness is now a little bit more prevalent. Part of that is the fact that I'm now past the midway point. And so now everything's getting hotter. Everything is getting more intense. So now, now it's, now it's excellent. Like I, I mm-hmm. actually, I'm really enjoying it because it does still have that cedar. It has that creaminess to it, but now it has more earthiness and a little bit, a tiny bit of pepper and a little bit more spice. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm in very refined smoke. I don't know if it's, it's because I'm thinking of Michael Herklotz here, <laughs> but it's a very elegant, refined smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm loving it. I, 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 was, I just looked back to see how much it costs. I'm it's like, like wow. 10, 1025. Yeah, it's 1025. Like, yep. the, the value you get with the quality of smoke, this is, is excellent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. And, and for a newbie, for a novice like me, you're, you're spot on, guys. Because again, the creaminess for me yep. was, was at the beginning of this, which made it very enjoyable, very welcoming. And now it's got a little bit of a bite, but it's a welcome bite. Yep. You know, and so you, as as I try to develop my cigar palate, I, I start to sort of. I think this helps because you you the flavors and the notes for me anyway are so sort of obvious that you start to you can taste and understand those changes, which is great yep. for a person that's never you know is, is new to the to the cigar smoke or is trying to identify and develop that cigar palate. So that's great. So we talked about Michael Herklotz, the always dapper principal at Ferio Tego. You sat down and talked to him. I did. I did. We were at the, at the Tobacco Plus Expo in Las Vegas 
And, you know, there was, it, it's funny, Mike is such a magnetic personality. Uh, everyone in the cigar business loves him. Remember, he used to retail when he worked at Davidoff. Right. So he ran that retail shop. So so he's had a relationship with the with the manufacturers as a retailer, then as a competitor. Uh, and so he's uh, he's very well respected and he's loved by everyone. And so I was hanging out with him and it was people just kept coming over to congratulate him about it, which I thought was awesome. And there was even guys who, uh, like one particular guy, he was like, he was a broker, so he wasn't even like he didn't own a store and he didn't own a brand. He mm-hmm. brokers cigars, so he sells cigars, uh, independent broker, and and this guy was just effusive, and I, and I asked him, so you have a store you're gonna carry Fedio Deo? He's like, no, and I can't even sell it. I'm a broker, and and his cigars are gonna be sold by Davidoff, so it's a straight competitor. But I just have such admiration for him. Man. So that's the kind of guy that Mike is. So much, so they were interrupting us so much that even when we were just chit-chatting, we would hold up the mics as if I was doing an interview, even though we were just chit-chatting <laughs> in the beginning of it. Because the interruptions were so many that we we're like, hey, why don't we just hold up the mic? That way people like respect it. And sure enough, you know, we, we were able to talk for a while. People were like, that's a really informal interview. <laughs> this interview involves hugs and yeah. So anyway, it was a good time. So... Check out what uh, what Mike had to say about Ferio Tejo, all the all the exciting new stuff that's coming up. So check that out. Absolutely, one of the rock stars in the business, in the industry. It's Michael Herklotz from Ferio Tejo. All right, Michael Herklotz. What up? Welcome to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good to be on. Oh man, love having you on. You know, we've tried to schedule it several times, but uh, we are here. And I'm glad to have you, man. Thanks. It Thanks feels for good, us. doesn't it? it human. feels great to be human again and, and just hanging out with uh, with our friends. So um, so let's get into it, right? Yeah, man. Let's get right into it. So tell us, bef- let's, before we go into the, let's say, news items, uh, let's talk about, let's introduce whatever cigar smoker out there still exists and does not know who Michael Herklotz is. <laughs> right there's a guy out there there's well, one guy they, in his car he's like, I don't know those fucking guys they should pick up a cigar snob interview with me and learn all about me but uh no, listen. and the beat goes on that was the name of the story yeah it was a great story by the way because, it, it, you know what the only thing I'll take credit for was the title it was I really I was so touched that you guys did that I'm super grateful um yeah look I I am uh now 21 years in the premium cigar industry I started when I was 19 in retail uh, in Boston, yep. I worked for Davidoff for nine years, um, ultimately leading their retail in New York. I left Davidoff in 2011 to join Nat Sherman, um, where I stayed until uh, just this past year when we unfortunately had to close the company after uh, trying to sell it. Uh, but unfortunately, COVID prevented those sales from yep. happening successfully. Um but that's the probably the fastest version of who Michael Herklotz is. Sure. You know what's interesting about the the non-sale, right, of Nat Sherman? Had it been able to hang on just a little bit more, do you think it would have still been the same? Because sales started to really take off right around the time. Bro, the company was going to sell. It was done. Regardless, okay. The deal was done. If If COVID was not an issue and sophisticated buyers did not have to stop what they were doing to triage their own business. 
the company would have sold. And if not to the first buyer, to the second or third buyer, absolutely would have sold. COVID, and, and I don't I don't blame anyone for making the decision, but obviously when you're facing a pandemic with no end, you have to triage that situation and take care of your own people and your own businesses. And so buying another business, I'm sure was an overwhelming uh, feat. Yep, yep. So, but things worked out the way they did, and things worked out beautifully, my friend. Another opens, and how about yep. it? You know. Yep, yep. So, so then you and uh, you and Brendan, who worked with you at Nat Sherman, yep, uh, started Ferio Teo, right? Yes. Uh, or if you're Juan Cancel, uh, Tango Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Ferio Tego. Um, we did. So Brendan and I, who was the CFO at Nat Sherman, we worked very close on the transaction trying to sell the company um he joined Nat Sherman a little before I did but he was he was really instrumental in bringing me on to lead the cigar side of Nat Sherman and the and the store and um we worked together to really rebuild Nat Sherman's premium business for those 9 years so to, to have to kill it yeah when it was healthy was really a, a tough pill to swallow so Brendan and I having worked so hard to grow the business, then worked twice as hard to kill the business. Um, and really, as we were just as we were winding down, you know, I, I remember very specifically, we were both in the Jersey office. We were the only ones there trying to figure out how we were going to plan the exit of the company. And I was just like, dude, this just sucks. Couldn't this, get over it, right? This just sucks. Yep. And, you know, and what are you going to do? We have our marching orders. We had to go do it. And I, and I just said, you know, like, what do you think the chances are that we might be able to buy this? And we were, we were both, you know, convinced that it probably wouldn't happen, but we figured it was at least worth asking. And we asked, and they came back with a resounding yes. Like, they loved the idea. They loved the opportunity. Wow. Um, and so they said, you know, put together an offer and let's, let's negotiate. And we did. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. And so, again, people, you know, we ran a press release when you guys yeah. uh, founded uh, Periotego. Uh, but I think maybe there's people that haven't read it. So, what, where does the name come from? And I guess the logo, right, is... Uh, yeah, so Feriotego is... Um, I keep family. wanting to say it in Spanish. But no, it I, sounds great. Isn't that what's so great about it? I, I always Any want to accent, say it, in Spanish, it sounds yeah. good in, but even gringos can say it. Yep. I mean, it's that's beautiful. That's the magic of a good brand. If you can say it with a Spanish accent and a gringo accent. Yeah, it's like the it's opposite good. of like tatuaje. <laughs> tatuaje. Exactly. Gringos have such a hard time. Exactly. With Dude, what about us with uh, epoca? Yeah, epoca. It's a beautiful word in Spanish. I know. Epoca. We killed it. Epoca is like, oh my God. Lovely. In French, it's also beautiful. Yeah. Right? In English, Epoca. Epoca. Terrible. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Feriotego is the Herklotz family motto. Uh, and our family has a crest, a coat of arms that dates back to 1641. And it's, a, it's an image of um, Hercules fighting a Hydra. And it's obviously surrounded by all kinds of like crazy stuff. Sorry, you guys can't see this on the podcast, but I have it on my ring. We'll have the logo on the, and, uh, oh, there you go. On the episode page. Uh, and so we really just zoomed into the shield to capture that Hercules Hydra image. Um, and you know, Feriotego, listen, Herklatz is not an easy thing to say. Yep. And um, well, Just ask Jose Blanco, yeah. Michael Herlos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 
So we're killing was, everybody it, today. It, it, was, it was important to have a brand that resonated, that still had legacy, but you know maybe didn't overemphasize an individual. And yep. so Ferio Tego, I think, achieved that. So Ferio Tego will be not only the, the name of the company, but also of the flagship brand. And then under Ferio Tego umbrella, and in addition to the Ferio Tego cigars, will then be the Timeless Collection and all of its blends and Metropolitan and all of its blends. So, so now that's the, that's the basic of, of, uh, again, I want to say this. Do it. No, I'll, I'll try in English this time. Ferio Tego. I got it. It just, it's so like in cigar brands, I always want to switch to Spanish. And so I'm like automatically. Pre, I think I might start saying it with an accent. Sounds Ferio better. Tego. Yeah. Sounds good. Ferio Tego. Ferio Tego. I'm in. That's it. You heard it here first. Michael Herklops changing. No. <laughs> so, uh, so then you've obviously, so you've brought, you're going to bring back the timeless, uh, Metropolitan. The, uh, the Metropolitan series. And so still with the Nat Sherman branding, everything, right? This exactly the same. So we own everything except the words Nat Sherman. So if you look at any of our cigars since 2018. Sure, you had started to brand that differently, yeah. Yeah, all of the principal bands are the brand. So Timeless has a, a bold principal band that says Timeless. Metropolitan has a bold principal band that says Metropolitan. And then below it is a secondary band that says that said exclusively for Nat Sherman International. Yep. The only thing changing is that band will read exclusively for Ferio Tego. But the, the, the blend, the manufacturers, everything stays the yeah, same. Yeah, that was my next question. So, yeah, the blend is exactly the same. You're exactly. not changing anything on Nothing. that. Yeah, why, right? Why, that's, you know, why? The same with manufacturers. People are like, oh, are you going to explore the manufacturers? You gonna, Why? You know, the fact is we created these blends with these manufacturers. Yeah. We've maintained these blends some for 25 years with these manufacturers. Why on earth? would we believe that someone could do it better than the partner who has done it the best all this time? Not only that, but the, the guys who are fans of that brand, that's the flavor profile. That's what they expect from it. Why change that on them? And frankly, you know, part of the, part of what was upsetting about closing that Sherman was, was the outcome of people. We really wanted to do right for our people. Uh, and the good news is that for all our employees, there was there was a severance package and everyone was well taken care of, but we couldn't take care of our manufacturing partners. Of course. And personally, I really struggled with that. Yeah, because you're part of it, right? Right. These guys you're have, the guy have that sold them gone on. to the mats for us for years, yep. keeping our product whole. And now all of a sudden we have to close and they're holding the bag. They don't get a they don't get a severance. Correct. They've got they've got tons of tobacco that they bought. For that blend, they got... Now, no. we didn't leave them holding the bag with inventory. We bought everything that they made. We bought it. We sold it. So okay. no one no one was stiffed, but they didn't have that that volume anymore. It just the, the rug got pulled out. Yep. Um, so to be able to go back and say, okay, we're going to restart this now, and we want to do it with you, is a, is a great feeling. Although, it's not like anyone needs the help right now, because right production is... Yeah. But I'll tell you, everyone's been so gracious. People are People are finding room for us to get us back into production and accelerate so that uh so that we're not waiting too long to restore things so then the other bit of news that comes out right is you sign a deal with davidoff yeah and that 
to me, it was one of those things when I saw that come across, I was like, holy shit, this thing it's, has gone full circle. It's beautiful. It's it's a little look, it's it's obviously a bit unconventional to have a distribution agreement before you have product to distribute. Well, but that's a testament. But but really there was no way for us to move forward if we didn't have that part figured out. Because yeah. depending on our route to market strategy, it completely changes everything. It changes forecasting, it changes uh, you know, volume assessment, it, cha- it changes everything. Um, we've I, so I worked for Davidoff for nine years. I had a great relationship. When I left Davidoff to go to Nat Sherman, they continued to manufacture um, our Honduran products in their Honduran factories. So yep. that relationship continued seamlessly yep. from working for Davidoff to now working with Davidoff for the next nine years. Um, and so this started just by talking about specifically the products they were making for us and that we were going to continue and that we bought the brands and that, you know, this is great news and they were excited and we were excited. Um and then those conversations just started evolving into, you know, yeah, like, that's what, I wanted to, what else can we do? And, you know, early we talked about, you know, is there a, is there a, a fulfillment service they could offer? And that didn't really fit. So then we explored other fulfillment options and other warehousing options and everyone, you know, the industry was incredibly gracious. Every, so many people reached out and, you know, offered to help and offered fulfillment solutions. Um, and then when I checked back in with Davidoff, maybe a month later or two months later, they asked where we were with it. And I kind of caught them up and they said, we should really, we really should think about this because it does make a lot of sense. And maybe, maybe it's not fulfillment. Maybe it's actual, like we incorporate it into the, into the book. Well, and then it was like, well, fuck. yeah, like, wait, 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 we're having this conversation. Yeah. And it was, it was great, man. It was just great. So yeah. then, so then, uh. Tell us about how that is going to work. So, so we will be, uh, Ferriotego is owned by Brendan and myself. That has not changed. Um, but they will be the exclusive distributor, importer and distributor of our products in, in the U.S. So it will be. So you're buying from your the same that's right. off rep that you've been working with. Yep, it'll be adjacent to their other products. So yep. in addition to Davidoff, Avo, Camacho, Zeno. You will now have Ferriotego and its portfolio. Yep. So if you're a if you're a retailer, you can buy a box of Avo, box of Camacho, box of Ferriotego, box of Metropolitan, and you're gonna get it on the same invoice in the same box shipped to your store. That's a beautiful thing, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And what's also nice is they've also been very gracious to say, look, if if a store's not open with us today, or they don't want to sell Avo or Camacho, they don't have to. We are your distributor. So if they want to open up an account. Just to buy Ferriotego and support you, no problem. Have at it, yeah. And so, what are the what are the dates coming up? Like when when can people start seeing, or when will people start seeing Ferriotego? That is the magic question, my yeah. friend. Um, realistically, I think it's fair to say Ferriotego will be July, um, and then following shortly thereafter, Timeless, uh, probably in. August and then Metropolitan September. Are you able to tell us who you're working with for the Ferriotego? Yeah, of course. So it's two blends. And it, we'll have a lot more details sooner rather than later, but it's two blend styles. So the, the plan for Ferriotego is these two styles um, will be limited annually. Uh, and so this year will be the, the 2021. Then we will release the 2022 in 2022. 
2023, the year after that. So Ferry Otego will be... Like a vintage product. Exactly. Sort of not mimicking wine, but sort of celebrating the idea that um, you have these two styles that are intended to be maintained stylistically, but maybe not to the specificity that typical premium cigars are maintained. That I'll, would actually mimic wine quite a bit. Yeah. Except, so, except in the in the way that the blend will be completely different. Right. right. But like, imagine, you know, if you know that you like uh, yeah, Stagleep or whatever. Stagleep Shard, you know that the 2019 is going to be a little different than the 2018, but maybe not dramatically different, Correct. but it has the right to be different. Yep. The idea for this I is like the same. Um, so, Ferio Tego, two blends. They'll, they'll be in travel humidors, packed in travel humidors of 10 cigars each, with the intention that that premium cigar enthusiasts who are not collectors today can be collectors of this because you can store them and age them in the box that they come in. Um, so those, again, we're expecting July and then timeless metropolitan. No other, no other packaging options. No, sir. Travel humidors of 10 cigars each. Wow. And, uh, these are wood humidors. What, what, what do these look like? Yeah, they're, they're wood. We're making them in Esteli. They're beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful humidors. There's a there's a removable bottom, um, and the uh, you drop like a bovida under there. Or what? Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. We're we're putting in. We're working with uh, Humidif on this project, so it comes with their jelly pouch. But if you prefer bovida pouch, you can yeah. put that in. Uh, it, and it, they work great. I love it. It's gonna be great. I really, I really like that concept. We want. It's important to make this project accessible. And, you know, what I found over the years is I have a lot of friends who enjoy premium cigars, but they don't collect them. They don't, and they don't age, age them. them yeah. They don't, you know, so they smoke one with me, but they probably don't have any at home. And then it's always followed by, you know, well, what do I need? I don't have a humidor. It's too, too pain in the ass. I don't want. Yep. So I believe that by providing the goods. Yeah, it's like a little turnkey solution. That's it. You can you you can put this in your sock drawer done. and be done. Yeah, I love that. That's that's really what I love about. It. And there's a lot of times when you're heading out on a trip or something, and you're like, oh man, now I gotta, well, I gotta this, put my my cigars in this little Ziploc bag, and they're gonna get crushed in. My, no, and we want these to live bag. on. You know, I mean, listen, selfishly, I hope when people buy the 2022s, then they buy the 2023s, that they look in their house and they've got 15 of these boxes stacked up and yep. then hopefully they use them they give them out they sell them on ebay who gives a shit but it Otego will live on in these boxes and frankly these cigars are, are are so good and they're so special that this packaging is really so, equal to so who's the manufacturer for Otego? so for the um for the creamier um style is quesada and for the fuller bolder style is placencia so two existing partners, obviously. Yep, yep. Um, and part of why that was important to me is, A, to give them additional volume. Yep. B, we didn't have to start from scratch. You know, part of the work we've done over the years is constantly exploring and evolving blends and yeah. projects. Yeah, and, and building that rapport and building so the we way already, you communicate. So we already had stuff in the can. Yep. You know what I mean? Over the last few years. So rather than starting from scratch, we could say, okay, these three blends remake them and let's let's pick up where we left off and the same with with uh placencia i had you know four or five blends that we were playing with for future limited editions or whatever so let's pick these three 
remake them. We pick up where we left off. We tweak and rock off and roll. We off we go. I love it, man. I really dig that concept. Uh, and those are two excellent manufacturers. So, I, you know. I I, I really exciting. believe they are they are the best of what they do in the countries where they are. And there are tremendous manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, but I was just in the Dominican with the with the Casada family uh, two weeks ago, and just looking at the cigars on the table, the 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 beauty without the band is still um, it's just unbelievable. The turns are even, the colors are great, the caps are are flat and attached. You know, it's not flying off that you have to re re-glue later just everything looks great and they feel great and they smoke great and they burn great and so in a uh so these are annual let's call them vintages or annual releases how many of each is that already so the for out? 2021 we're doing 1500 boxes of 10 of each uh style and for 2022 i think we're targeting 2500 for each yeah because then we'll have the we'll, we'll have the entirety of the year to sell through it um but 1500 arguably it's it's just going to be for the last quarter of 2021 so we didn't want to overwhelm you know yeah. customers but and you know one of the one of the challenges with vintage brands in cigars is when you have a vintage that people for whatever reason don't gravitate towards and now they sit on the shelf now the retailer has has a problem they're yeah gonna, like still have yeah. Ten boxes of this, and nobody's buying it. And here come the twenty twenty twos. Yeah. So that's a that's a challenge is playing and and throttling that to manage so that the retailer is not stuck. Well, again, what I hope is, you know, some of these annual releases tend to be a pretty widespread one to another, experience to experience. So there's justification for liking one more than another. Yeah. Again, what we're hoping to do is is not reinvent it every year. Um, the idea is to keep these styles very similar year to year with the ability to have a little bit of room to tweak and manipulate. But I don't think we would ever experience something where 2023 was such a departure from 2022 yeah. that you know it, it's suddenly going into a different audience. Uh, that's what we're trying to avoid. Hopefully we're not going to have that problem. Yeah, no, ideally not, right? But uh, but yeah, things can happen. Like you know, you get a, a really high rating, or yeah, or you know, again, store still has the 2021s, but the 2022s, you know, is on a top 25 list. Yep. And now everybody wants that one. So that those are the, the unforeseen. The other thing I think is great about about dating them though is we don't, as an industry, really track aging no and I mean, we do it internally at, at cigar snob right right but as an industry we don't but do it to at all. really be able to put put a put a, a date on something and measure it compared to new uh and obviously wine doesn't have that ability Correct. you can't go back and try the wine when it was younger so the only thing you can do is try to guess what it was like so you know whether it's improving yep. with premium cigars we have the ability to taste against new because it's our job to keep it the same every year. Yeah. Um, I'm. I really you know, like. I think forward ten years, how great will it be to be able to do verticals and to and to taste through different vintages at events? You know, that's 
for me, it's not just about the, the collectability of it, but it also provides an opportunity to educate ourselves. You know, are they improving? How are they improving? How is the flavor changing? And just by offering this dating system as, as we stick to it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide an opportunity to have a conversation that as an industry, we've really, we've never had. At least as seriously as hopefully we will with Ferio Table. Right, right. Like when you're doing a, a tasting seminar, the only thing we can talk about is different tobaccos that go into the blend. Right. Right. And that's really the only talking point that matters there. But now, you will, you know, 10 years from now or five years from now, you'll be able, you have another talking point. Yeah. Now. You go, okay, now let's taste these, as you said, in a vertical. And I think for that's me, beautiful. five years is, is if, if you say, you know, I, I aged this, I have to put this down in my humidor for three months. Three months isn't doing anything. Like just, no, just to be clear, three months isn't going to work. So, like, if you want to taste age, my opinion, five years is really the amount of time it takes to taste deliberate change uh, yeah, from, yeah. from an original. Deliberate difference. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, you know, there are, there are some cigars, and and that does change from manufacturer to manufacturer. There are some cigars that change dramatically in one year. Sure. That's usually not for the better. It's it's usually there is a there is a rapid period where cigars change dramatically, which is from the moment they are made for that first, say, six months. Yep. There's a lot of rapid change. But a lot of that has to do with just the marriage and the drying and the, Correct, the, and drying the moisture. Is a, a huge right? Part of it, right. So I find that when cigars change dramatically when I buy them. It's because somebody didn't do their job. Yeah, it's usually not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I, I always say that. It, you know, there, there's there are cigars that are you smoke them now because a year from now it's gonna lose its sweetness. Yeah, and if that it loses ain't good. Its sweetness now it's just like I'm smoking wood, right? There, there's cigars that do that. So, uh, but yeah, man, I I think I'm excited. I'm. It's I'm gonna jacked. be great. I've been, I, I can't wait for the products to start coming. I out. I said to you guys yesterday, and I want to say it on this podcast, but I. There's, I can't express enough gratitude for just the overwhelming enthusiasm that I'm getting. I mean, from the moment we announced it, the day that we announced that, that we formed Ferriotego and bought these brands, my, I almost had a panic attack because I couldn't do anything because every device I had was exploding. My computer wouldn't load. My phone just died That's because amazing. it was just, it was just enthusiasm and support. And, yep. ju- you know, I, I feel really lucky to, to have made a living in this business for 20 years. But, you know, this really was the culmination of that. It feels like in, that. In, a, in an, an undescribable way where, you know, peers, competitors, even, even, even people that, Really, I don't have a relationship with um, who we've argued over the years. We didn't even do business with some of these, some you know, retailers, um, and everyone. There was there there was no hater. There's always at least there's, one hater. There's got to be a hater somewhere. There, I didn't get any. It's, it's just it's so amazing, man. And if if that is any indication of the 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 direction we're headed as a company, man. It's it, the future is awfully bright. Well said. I, I agree, man. And and again, congratulations, brother. Thank you. We're uh, we're extremely happy. We're excited. We we can't wait. So thank you. Thanks for joining us. Feriotego. That's right. Feriotego. Find us. Feriotego. <laughs> I thought you were gonna change, and now you went back to you went back to Gringo. Feriotego. Feriotego.
FerioTago.com, FerioTago on Instagram, FerioTago on Facebook, and FerioTago Cigars on Twitter. Boom. You heard it here. Heard it here. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks man. Our thanks to Michael Herklotz. And again, it just proves everything sounds better in Spanish. That's right, bro. That's right. <laughs> Ferio Tego. That's the way to go. Mike, Ferio Tego, brother. Ferio, That's how you say it. Ferio Tego. Don't give me no Ferio Tego. No jalapenos bro. from Calabasas. <laughs> That's right. Calabasa. Jalapeno. Ferio Tego. Good stuff. We want to thank him and, of course, wish him nothing but the best. Taking over for that, you know, the Nat Sherman brand yep. and, and going to do big things. I, I just want to look as good in a suit as Michael. Me Hart too, was. man. Crazy. I'm going to start exercising first. Yeah. Oh, that's I've, I've seen that dude wear a tracksuit <laughs> with a jacket on top, like a suit jacket. And he pulls it off and you're like, Mike, that's a tracksuit you're wearing. Wait, wait, wearing. That's, that, there's a name for that. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called, um, uh, do you want to try it or you want to? Spezzatura. Oh, you got it. Spezzatura. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. So, best part of the show here, well, it's all part. Show. I say that about every second because I love this show. What did we learn today? Other than Michael Herklitz looks good in a tracksuit. <laughs> Ivan, what do you got? I love this timeless, you know? Yeah. Uh value wise, uh price wise, quality of smoke. Uh I think it fits a very specific uh, you know, spot in my humidor. Uh when I'm looking for a certain thing. Really enjoy this. He stole my thunder. <laughs> jerk. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. You yeah. can do it well, too. You do, can do I'm it gonna too. I'm going to do the one that you should have done. <laughs> Ivan, so this is what I learned today. Here, nah, I didn't learn this. This has been reinforced. I, did I didn't learn this. I didn't learn this. <laughs> but this was reinforced today. Ivan loves brands for the brand. And then when he tastes them blind, he realizes, holy shit, I actually don't like that that, that much. <laughs> Same thing happened with Buffalo Trace. Same thing happened with Montelobos. 
Okay, Montelos fits a oh, certain. Oh, now he's pri- gonna defend himself. Wait, you, it your fits turn a is certain. Over. It fits a certain price point, and it is carried at my very, very uh, local and near uh, liquor store, which it, uh, they don't carry the Maguey or Casamigos. Casamigos is very hard to find. Uh, it's a beautiful bottle. They carry it at Total Wine stuff like that, but I don't. I don't have a Total Wine near me. But they do have uh, well, Montelos and some other stuff. The only thing I can say to you, sir, is move closer to Total Wine. <laughs> True. They may they may have like a shout out, in there for shout you. out total wine shout out Pablo. So what did you learn, Jim? Well, what I learned today was basically that Casamigos bottle is the coolest thing. Yeah. I have seen it's it's kind of like, it's it's not it's not you know kind of when they do with the NBA like we do the heat to do the blackout where everybody mm-hmm. wears black or this is like a gray out. But it's it's amazing, and I'm not a big mezcal guy, and I, I feel like I'm like I have a guilty conscience because I have, I have been sweating up like a. Like a bad person you in church. Are. You, you are. You're I, like a I, bad person in church. I, you, know, you know, I I I you know, the big boy runs hot a little bit, but man, this thing is whew, I'm taking my shoes off, you know. It's a little acquired. I pull out the mezcal at parties and not everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's acquired. That, not every not everybody loves the smokiness. So you for were example, telling me you can drink mezcal all day. I love it. I even love it in margaritas. Like when I make a margarita for somebody and I make a damn good margarita. I win. Okay. All right. All right. Someone's pounding. Into, someone's had way too much mezcal today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not. No, not everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. The smokiness. Well, we know Eric loves it. I do. I do. I, I love it. Uh, also, the other thing that we learned was that mezcal is uh, means oven cooked oven agave. Cooked agave. Yeah. So take that. Uh, take that home with you. Take tonight. that to Jeopardy. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You, honey, did you know? Yes. Have you been drinking again? Love it. And hey, if there's a cigar question, a topic, anything that you'd like to be answered here on the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast, submit it to us. Questions at CigarSnobMag.com. Questions at CigarSnobMag.com. How are we doing? Rate us. Tell us we're doing a good job. Tell us what we need to get better at. We'll do it. I'll go to the gym. We'll get better. If we read and answer your question, what happens, Eric? You get a Cigar Snob swag pack. Well, for all the beautiful people. Here at Cigar Snob Magazine. That's right. Including you for listening. For Ivan, Eric, I'm Jim. We'll talk to you next time. Later, right. guys. See ya. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.